Porn Free Radio, episode 17. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. I'm Matt Dobschutz. Porn Free Radio is the podcast for people who want to live free from porn addiction. In this episode, we're talking about how to stop objectifying and oogling with my friend, life coach Craig Para, founder of the Mindful Habit Method of Porn and Sex Addiction Recovery. Uh, Craig joined us in episode 16, and he returns today, which I'm totally excited about for this topic. Uh, welcome back, Craig. I'm back. I'm happy to be here, my friend. Good morning to you. Absolutely. It's great to have you, and I'm really excited. Your story is exciting. I was uh, thinking about the podcast last week, and here's what I came away with. Two guys who really got into a lot of trouble with porn, and there's a lot of hope on the line. We might not have told our story perfectly. People might get to know us uh, through... Uh, the podcast or through our writing or through other things that we do online. But when it comes down to it, they cannot deny that we are in different places than we were when we were doing our porn and hidden <laughs> and in our shame and, you know, uh, lying to our wives. Uh, we are in two very different places. And so if you're out there right now, uh, kind of struggling, kind of hidden, um, there is definite hope for change. There is hope for change. I mean, I can't begin to tell you the dark place that I was in. I gave you a little flavor for that during our last call and um, profound change. And the reality is, Matt, is that you can use this place where not only your power of choice has been compromised, because let's face it, right, where the, the men who are struggling are unable to embrace their power of choice, but their power of choice around the most powerful force in the universe, our sexual energy. And so being able to use that as a place to grow is incredibly powerful. And everybody on listening to this podcast has the potential to do it. And let's talk about some ways that we can help them. Yeah, definitely. Hey, well, I wanna I wanna dig into one word that is key that's really important to you. Uh, it's in the name of your program, uh, mindful habit. Let's talk about habit. What's what? Give me a simple definition of a habit, and then let's let's uh, dig into this idea of how to stop objectifying and oogling. So a habit is the instantaneous um, reaction to an external stimuli. So we might be sitting at our computers and we see the pretty picture of the girl on Yahoo, and that sends some guys down the rabbit hole. Um, we might be out and about with our wives walking along the beach and we see someone wearing a bikini and uh, there it is. There's that energy shift in the body, that instantaneous just uh -huh, that drives us to our porn use. Or we might be out and about at an amusement park and instead of focusing on the fun, the family, here we are instead oogling and objectifying, consumed with what's around us. So the habit is that automatic, instantaneous reaction to an external stimuli, and it's a great opportunity to wake up, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I had something happen just like this uh, this week. I was driving to work. I was kind of tired, and... I needed to get coffee. I was planning on getting coffee. But over the last few weeks, uh, I had been getting a bagel at this bagel uh, shop by my uh, work. Well, I just was on autopilot driving to work, tired, morning time, car. I drove right to the bagel shop, parked the car, got out of the car, 
and was about to walk in the bagel shop when I realized I had breakfast already. But something about the morning and the routine, it just clicked. And I immediately just, the habit kicked in. Yep, yep. And I had to get back in the car and go, what am I doing? I don't need a bagel. I had pancakes for breakfast. Wow, that's great. So it's like, and if you think about in our sexuality and stuff, there's these things that we get into where, um, you know, whether maybe there's some sort of stimulus, you know, whether it's morning time in the in the case of my bagel thing, but, but maybe it's being alone at the computer, maybe it's... Uh, uh, you know, having a tough day at work or stress or whatever, something triggers and then boom, you're just reacting with almost no, uh, no awareness. No conscious awareness of thought. We're not mindful. We're not present. We're not in the moment. We're about to order in a bagel when we've already eaten a full breakfast just, you know, 45 minutes before. And, and, and in the case of pornography, we are just, 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 we, we, we don't want to do it. We say we don't want to do it. We're not going to do it. Um, and then what happens? You just, you just, and you know the story, Matt. So many men, and I did, get sucked down the rabbit hole. And before they know it, ah, they're done. And they did it again. Right. And they did it again. And uh, like I said, this opportunity is to regain your conscious awareness of choice. And if you can regain your conscious awareness of choice in connection with that powerful sexual energy, then my friends, you've got a powerful life coming. And, and, and let's talk about how we can help them do that. Right. So let's, let's dig into this objectifying and oogling habit. This is that thing where you are just panning and scanning uh, your surrounding uh, for, you know, uh, whatever, body parts, uh, ladies, men, whoever it is. It's, there's, a, there's just this pull to sexualize people and to sort of continually be looking uh, around. How can we how can we dig into that habit? What what have you learned about that? So so it, it it's um it, it's pretty funny. My awareness in this space dramatically increased after watching the movie Silence of the Lambs. And if you remember Silence of the Lambs, that's the movie where Anthony Hopkins played opposite Jodie Foster, and he was a terrible serial killer, did all sorts of crazy things, and he was teasing Clarice Starling in the movie. They're trying to find the location of the senator's daughter who's been kidnapped by another serial killer and they went to Hannibal Lecter, a serial killer in prison for help. And in the movie, Hannibal Lecter is teasing um, Clarice regarding the location of the senator's daughter. And he said something to her that really, really hit me of all places, right? This is awakening and awareness comes in all sorts of crazy forms. And he says to her, Clarice, you covet what you see. You covet what you see. And it was literally the next day I was at Six Flags Amusement Park. And I, I like to joke. I mean, if the Secret Service needed somebody who could spot cleavage at 10 miles away or at, you know, 200 yards away, I had this like bionic vision. I could see cleavage. I could see skin. It's almost like a gift. It's like nothing escaped me. I was consumed by it. I coveted. Yeah, you and I would be uh, snipers, like just, we would, we, just we would, grade we, A snipers. We would be elite snipers. Cleavage, 50 clicks, you know, and uh, look, cleavage, 30 clicks. And it's almost comical, but it's a great opportunity to kind of think about 
who we are, what kind of men we want to be, and recognize that that's also a habit. So I was in Six Flags the next day with my family. Might have been a couple days after I watched that movie. And um, Six Flags is an amusement park. And there were there, and and I remember just being consumed by. The moms are over there dressed in their scantily clothes. The girls were dressed provocatively. All I saw were butts and breasts. I was just looking around. That's all that I consume myself with. And I was just thinking about as I was doing that, you covet what you see. You covet what you see. And so what I decided to do, in, 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 well, before I get there, you know, here's the thing about oogling and objectifying that's so, 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 so important for men to understand. Guys, we've been hardwired to oogle and objectify. For so many of us, we grew up in a culture where oogling and objectifying was entirely appropriate. If you remember the early Bugs Bunny cartoons, I remember Wile E. Coyote objectifying oogling Bugs Bunny when he was dressed up as Carmen Miranda. So this habit in us started at a very, very young age. All right, Craig, Craig, I got to stop you there. You, you've just dropped a Carmen Miranda reference, a Warner Brothers cartoon reference, and uh, Silence of the Lambs in, in, yeah. in three minutes. I love it. Yeah, 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 me too. All right, continue, me continue. Too, but, but, it, but it, you know, when you think back to the cartoons that you used to watch, you think back to being a kid, right? Hey, look at her. Check her out. We were essentially trained to see women as separate and distinct body parts. We don't see them for their entire being. We don't see them as creatures of God. We don't see them as mothers, as sisters, as daughters. We see butts and breasts. And so what I did when I was in the amusement park, I just stopped. I just stopped. I said, wait a minute, this isn't working here. Wait a minute, I'm not connected. I am not present. So what I decided to do was I started to um, make a conscious decision in that moment to look at everything else. Because when you are stuck in oogling and objectifying, you're clearly not present. You're not clearly not embracing the power of now, enjoying time with your family and so yeah, it was you are you, you're the you're the guy walking in the bagel shop who had breakfast. You you're just, the guy I'm the walking in the bagel shop that had breakfast, just doing what I had habitually done. And so I started to say, you know what? Let me look at everything else around me. Let me see if that's more rewarding. And I'll never forget it. I remember looking at my children and seeing these beautiful smiles and looking over at my wife and looking at the trees and looking at the flowers and looking at the kids and looking at the moms and the dads playing with their families, the trees and the flowers literally is one of those kinds of moments. And that was so rewarding. It was so powerful not to be consumed in that place. So literally what I've done is I've used that trigger to oogle, to objectify in me, to drive positive action, to not do what I didn't want to do, to use the trigger to oogle and objectify, to instead do something else. Because here's the thing about habits, okay? Your triggers are biologically hardwired, and there's a number of reasons for that. There's the biological hardwiring around our sexuality. So I don't want anyone to fall into a place where they're not going to notice someone who's attractive. They're not going to notice someone whose breasts might be hanging out. There's not going to be a place and time where that 
happen. So we need to change our relationship. This is like diet. And what do we know about diets? Diets don't work. You need a lifestyle change. And so what I try to teach my men is how can we change our lifestyle so we can fill it with positive things and and use the triggers that drove us to such a dark place to drive positive action. And so I'll never, never forget that moment in the park where I was just, just saw the amazing beauty that was surrounding me. And, 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 and from there came my oogling and objectifying module that I have in my online course. And what I like to do with, with, with your audience, Matt, if they're willing, is to share my three steps that I use um, and that I teach to help men not do that help men not do that because here's the reality. And this is what I thought when I was first entering recovery. I don't need tools. Tools are for people who are failures. I need tools because I'm weak. Uh, 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 uh. You'll never see a carpenter making that statement. That's just tomfoolery. We have tools because we're strong. We use these tools because we want to accomplish something better in our lives. So don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be. Don't see this through a lens of weakness. See it through a lens of power. You're taking control of your life. You are pushing up against, in many cases, decades of patterns of habits around oogling and objectifying. So what would your life look like? If you weren't doing that, and then I've got got my three tools that I love to share um, with your audience. If yeah. you're ready, yeah, let's do it. I gosh, I, man, I want to just deconstruct, take a moment just on that statement that that idea of the carpenter. A carpenter wouldn't be like, well, I I could do this job this way, but I don't want to use a tool, or you know, like somehow he would you know, not use a a measurement or not use a a certain type of saw or whatever. It's just, that makes, if you want to accomplish something, build something bigger, yeah, of course you're going to use whatever tools you need. You're going to use whatever tools you need, but in this space, because of the shame, and you know it, Matt, Mm -hmm. right? All the thousands of people who've listened to your podcast and all the the tens of thousands of people who, who, who've been listening and the tens of thousands of people who've been listening to me and the hundred thousands who've watched my videos is there's shame. Yeah. There's shame. There's shame around this. And we weren't taught these things. We weren't taught, the overwhelming majority of us weren't taught healthy sexuality, often learned oogling and objectifying from those around us when we were growing up and certainly in our culture. I mean, you just look how breasts are treated in western culture and it's crazy these are things that are used to feed babies and here you are you've got shirts with side boobs and top boobs and under boobs and all these delicate you know crazy ways to hide the nipple you've got mothers being arrested for breastfeeding and then you go to the mall and you've got victoria's secret two breasts staring at you you know 10 you know a hundred times the size of life just staring right back at you. Yeah. And it's insane. We have a crazy relationship with the human body. And in fact, it's become commoditized, Matt. The human body is used to sell perfume. It's used to sell cheeseburgers. It's used to sell just watch advertisements. Watch, watch how our um, our, our, our nature is being exploited by these companies. And the reality is we don't need to let that happen because we're mature men 
We're smart men. We're men with a mission who want to accomplish something in life. And we do not want to give our sexuality away to a multi-billion dollar corporation. And so some of these tools that I'm going to share today will help us do just that. All right, let's do it. So I have three rules for oogling and objectifying. Okay, rule number one, don't look for any more than two seconds. So what this means is, and you guys all know, right, the pull, right? You're just sitting there, and I'm looking across my living room right now and just pretending someone's there and like that oogling, creepy, maybe you've got your sunglasses on, it's summertime, and I know the guys drop the shade so they can look and they can check out and they can see all these beautiful body parts and their mind starts racing. They know nothing about the person. I mean, come on, we can't let a pretty woman drive us insane. There's pretty women everywhere. That's ridiculous. We need to get control. So remember, and you start counting. Actually, for me, Matt, in the beginning, it was the three-second rule when I learned this from my counselor, George Collins. And it was the three-second rule. And then I found myself going, one, one thousand. I was stretching it out. Two, <laughs> one thousand. And by the time I was done, I already had engaged in a whole variety of sexual encounters. I mean, it was just like literally in those three seconds. So I cut it down to two seconds. That worked best for me. And that felt like, you know, listen, we are going to notice people, right? But we don't have to stop there we don't have to oogle we don't have to lose our minds right over breasts and butts so don't look for any more than two seconds the second rule is don't look twice now i i encourage the men on this who are listening um make sure you've got your ibuprofen make sure you've got an ice pack ready because i've had guys explain to me Okay, they look once and they count, and then there's that pull, that pull to look back in the supermarket. I'm remembering a client talking about this about a week ago, and he could feel the tension in his neck. He actually got a neck ache because one part of him is trying to pull in one direction. The other part of him is trying to pull in another direction, but he did it. He wow. didn't twice there's no reason to look twice why do we get to look twice what are we going to get from it is it going to make our lives any better is it going to oh this is the one this is the image finally i have arrived and the skies open up and the light shines down from heaven and oh this is the magic place no no it's just going to suck us further down the rabbit hole so don't look twice there's no reason for it don't do it right. and number three Here's step three that I absolutely love. This is my favorite. This is my favorite because this allows guys to start hacking their habit cycle. Because here's the reality. Everyone listening to this is going to try to practice these tools. And here's what's going to happen. They're going to look for a couple seconds. They're not going to look twice. And they're still going to have that, 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 that feeling inside. And, and, and often that they're going to feel really bad. Even if they've succeeded, they're going to feel bad about it because look at, look at what I've done. Here I am trying to get help. I'm paying someone to help me or I'm in a course. I'm doing something. My wife wants to kill me. My life is just average. Who the heck wants mediocrity? That's why we've got to control that powerful sexual energy. And so what if, and I just told you, you these triggers are biologically hardwired. They're not going away. There's not going to come a point in time where you're not going to notice somebody who's 
you know, half naked or you're not going to notice somebody who is um, dressed in a sexual way. But here's the thing as men, we don't need to let that consume our lives. We don't need to let that happen. And so what I do is I want to actually teach my men to use that same trigger that sent them down the rabbit hole, that sent them into habit land or porn land, and instead use that same biologically hardwired trigger to drive positive action. And so what if every time we receive that trigger to objectify someone, what if we said, aha, now it's time to personify. So rule number three, or tool number three, is to use your trigger to objectify instead to personify, okay? Because that's what we need to do. That's the habit. We don't see entire beings. We see boobs and we see butts and we see sexuality when we see someone like that. But instead of that, what if instead we use that trigger to objectify, to instead say, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's someone's mom. That's someone's daughter. How do I want people in my family being looked at when they're out in public? What do I want that to look like? Okay. And so I, by using I, I got a I got an example of this. And, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, it's, please it's a do. good one. Please it's do. a good one. You know me, Matt. I like to talk, so please jump in. Thank right. you. Well I I'm I'm I've been kind of I kind of knew we were going to talk about this topic so I was practicing um just just see so so let's say you know don't look for more than two seconds I've cut it down for myself I I'm I'm since I'm a sniper as we have mentioned I I can I I can notice quicker and make a quicker decision so I, I'm a little faster than two seconds good for you definitely yeah. d- definitely don't look twice but this third one, this is the one I've been kind of working on, and it's kind of like what you learned at Great America. It's like, like I, I, I want to take in everything around me, uh, and see what I'm not seeing. You know, I love that. You know, look at everything except for what you're seeing. You know, what you used to be seeing. You know, right? So the boobs and butts, that kind of thing. Look around. So here's here's what happens to me. Uh, last week, uh, I'm at church actually. And a very attractive woman walks right by me. Now, the old days when I'm, you know, just going to the bagel store mindlessly, it would have gone to, to the objectification and oogling. But I quickly realize she's attractive. Wow, she's, you know, she's beautiful. And I just see her for a moment. But I, I quickly catch myself and I go, well, look, look around. What else is going on? And right behind her was the cutest three-year-old girl. And the, 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 the girl had a, a little baby doll, and she's following mom, and she just was delightfully kind of keeping up with mom as mom was walking through church. And I just saw that child, and I saw, I, and I did look back at the woman just for a moment, not because not I was drawn to objectify, but I saw her as this wonderful mom with this child just adoring her, smiling, running after her. And so just for that moment, I saw her, I personified her. I saw her as a mom, as someone who, you know, this, it was, gave life to this child. This child is, is, this child is delighting in her mother. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. And that's, that, that, that's what I'm talking about. Because again, we've got that conditioning 
that's not going to go away. I mean, that's the part that that I teach, and that's one of the reasons why I've been so successful is by using this habit cycle. One of the first things I teach my guys, and my goal in my first few weeks in working with them is that they get sick and tired of me sharing or me saying your triggers are biologically hardwired. Once you understand that concept, well, that discharges the shame around it. I mean, look, I'm trying to get better, and here I am still oogling and objectifying. Stop. 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 Get rid of the shame because there's no way you're going to wire, you're, you're in, in, in a very short period of time, wire that behavior out of you. Now, over time, Matt, absolutely, this is the way triggers work. Over time, they can be overwritten, okay? They're not going to be severed, so that's why a maintenance plan, that's why I preach that the cure for this affliction, for mediocrity, for malaise, for underachievement is the aggressive pursuit of a great life. And so many men come to me and I get calls all the time. I just did a video on this. I, I coach, I've been sober for three months. I've been sober for six months. I've been sober for nine months and my life is miserable. Well, their lives are miserable because they've only stopped doing something. They've only stopped doing something. All they've done is removed one of the most, the most powerful coping strategy, escape mechanism um, in their lives. And in fact, for some of them, it was the only joy that they were receiving. And so you've got to move forward, move towards the life you want. And I encourage my men, spend just spend 50% of your time on what's the traditional recovery work, Spend the other 50% of your time on kicking ass in life, signing up for yoga, going to the gym, practicing mindfulness, praying if that's your thing, going to church, volunteering for charity. You do those things in your life on a regular basis and move forward around your career, your relationships, your health, your hobbies, your finances, and your spirituality. That's what you want to be attacking. So when my in my work in the awareness phase, that's the first month of the work that I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients and in my online course, we bring an incredible attention to the habit cycle. I teach them how to create space between thought and action, that your triggers are biologically hardwired. That's also where we delve into any potential root cause um, issues that uh, might be driving this behavior. So, so, so important to do that. Remember, we're creatures of habit. Our major psychological belief systems are hardwired in us by the time we're 12 years old. So it's so important to do that reflective work and understand, hey, how, how did I get here? How did I get here? And, and but then, then we've got to move forward. So then I have my men cross what I call the accountability bridge and a number of exercises designed to help them learn and understand and embrace the concept that, brother, you got to look in the mirror. You got to own your stuff. I use a little more rougher language in my yeah, course. Yeah, I, I love the language you use uh, behind the firewall, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah you gotta, you, listen, I want to be frank with guys, man. You take, you know it. Yeah, Craig takes the kids' gloves off. Uh, when, I take uh, the kids' gloves off. You men have to own your stuff because so many of us are pointing fingers and so many of us are blaming our spouses and so many of us are blaming the internet and they're trying to trying to stuff it down so we cross that accountability bridge we own our stuff and then and then the rest of our work we spend towards action what is the life that you want to create 
What does your plan look like around your career, your finances, your health, your hobbies, your relationships, and your spirituality? Let's bring some of the infrastructure that all of us have experienced, if you've worked for any company that's worth anything, has this support mechanism in place to help people succeed. Let's bring some of those principles into our own personal lives, and we move towards action. What life do we want to create? And so by using, by understanding this very, very simple tool around, first start with the premise, you covet what you see. You covet what you see. And that's what Hannibal Lecter said to Clarice Starling in the movie. And so what I'd like the men who are listening now to go outside, go to a place where there are people and just watch, watch your habits, watch where your eyes naturally go. My eyes instantly would go right to breast level. It was just boom. There it was. It's like it's it's decades of programming. That's where my eyes went every single time. So the first thing that I wanted to do was to bring awareness as to what I was looking at in a concrete, disciplined way, right? Because to break a habit, you have to make a habit. But before you do any of that, you need to have awareness on what exactly that habit is. So pay very careful attention to what you're looking at. Just just watch, right? Don't get too triggered. Don't get crazy. But just watch where your eyes go, just naturally. Just try to stay in that environment and pay very careful attention and take notes if you have to and see what are you looking at, right? You know, look at the teen porn genre, Matt, as you know, and I've got a video on my YouTube channel, The Mindful Habit, where I talk to, hey, dads, and here's, you know, no one's talking about the most popular genre of pornography on the web. The data comes out every year and the porn companies release their data. So you've got all these middle-aged men who are objectifying and sexualizing teenage girls. Right? Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then when, then when they're out and about, you know, their eyes, they start to wander. Let's just bring in honesty to where we've gone. Let's bring in honesty um, to ourselves around where pornography is taking us and saying, hey, wait a minute, this isn't a man that I want to be. So I want to use some tools to get that power back. Napoleon Hill in his great book, Think Big, Grow Rich, there's a number of um, free PDF copies. The book's in the public domain. It was written in 1937 and is considered one of the best self-help books ever written. Now, I've got a lot of successful men that I've worked with, and they've all, yes, I've read that book. Yes, I've read that book. No one has read chapter 11. Chapter 11 talks about the power of our sexual energy. Written in 1937, my clients who don't know who Napoleon Hill is think that it was written weeks ago, but I encourage your audience to check that out. Maybe you can even include a link. There's a number of free PDFs because the book is in the public domain, and read chapter 11, the power of of our sexual energy, brothers, and we've got to, that's our power. I, I'm not giving it away anymore. I know what it looks like when I gave that power away, and trust me, it's a dark place. So use these tools. Definitely, Don't. definitely. And and I just wanted to, like, reiterate, all of the show notes for this will be at pornfreeradio.com slash 17. That's pornfreeradio.com and the number 17. If you type that in, That'll have all the show notes. And Craig, uh, Craig has been generous to share uh, his worksheet that he shares with his clients um, around uh, a mindfulness awareness exercise around oogling and objectifying. So it kind of breaks through an exercise where you go into that public place like he was talking about and 
kind of write down what you see and you can actually take this form with you and you can you can go to the coffee shop and you can just start looking around and kind of writing what you see where do your eyes go uh, and then it kind of walks you through looking around and seeing uh, uh, look at everything except for what you were seeing before so you you kind of do the opposite of of sort of your habit um, to see what you were seeing before and it kind of walks you through that so and, and and while they're doing that, Matt, the part that I want to reinforce is, guys, just imagine, just picture this, just like close your eyes for a second and imagine a universe where this is your reality. What if, what if instead of these triggers being this dark, ominous place that you've been running away from all your life, what if instead it was an early warning alert system? What if instead it was a cry to, hey, wake up, wake up, you're slipping into habit land, brother. Come on, here we go. You're starting to oogle and objectify. What if you could use those triggers, the same ones that have brought you to this podcast, and I'm so glad you're here, those same ones to drive positive action? Because here's the reality. Every time you enter the habit zone, Every time you act out sexually, every time you get defensive when your wife questions you, every time you get angry, it's always going to be preceded by what? A trigger. Every single time. Yeah. A trigger. That energy shift in the body from positive to negative. So, you men, I promise you, you can use those triggers to drive positive outcomes. And one of the ways that's a really simple way to begin to teach that concept is don't objectify Use that trigger to personify love and it. watch what happens. I love it. So just, yeah, just to reiterate those, that three, three steps, don't look for more than two seconds. Don't look twice. Um, even if you have to take ibuprofen cause your neck's hurting from trying to go back. Oh, and, oh the strain, the strain and, I'm feeling. I'm, 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 I just got a pain in my neck remembering when I was first doing this exercise. Cause, and, and let's just kind of step back. That's crazy. That's crazy. Come yeah, on now. Wait a minute. What's going on here, brothers? This is insane. Yeah. Just get that power back. And use your trigger to personify, not objectify. So I, I love it. I love it. So, Craig, you know, you've given us some great value in the last two episodes. Thank you so much for your time and your generosity, just sharing. This is the, this is the same teaching that Craig gives his uh, clients that uh, have paid and are part of his program, his coaching, his one-on-one coaching and his program. Craig, just, you know, I've been really impressed with what I've seen and the depth of content. I've gone through some of the modules myself and, um, you know, you do webinars and things like that for your uh, for your program, can you just walk us through just some some basic tiers and how your how your you know what you offer your different clients and uh, sure, how someone sure. how someone might get involved with with life coaching with you? Sure. Well, on your website, you're going to include a link to the Mindful Habit Program, and there are a number of different ways to access me. And I encourage you to start on Matt's website first. Check out the podcast, learn a little bit about me, and then, then if you're interested, click through. And there's three different options. Number one, I have my one-on-one coaching. And that is a very powerful 12-week program where I actually put my money where my mouth, mouth is, Matt. I have a money-back guarantee. Now, as you can imagine in this business and doing what I do, having a 21-day money-back guarantee, I'd probably be broke 
Matt, in two and a half years of offering this guarantee, do you know how many people have taken me up on that on that guarantee? Ten people. Zero. 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 Do you know what my return rate online is? Zero. Twenty percent. Zero. Matt, this is listen. I know someone's going to sign up, and someone's not going to like the program. And I welcome that day, so I can reach out to that person. Hey, how can I make it better? Why didn't it click? But so, so I have a powerful program one-on-one. My wife and I also work with couples all over the world. Sometimes it's the two of us on the call, and, and that's a really, really powerful way to help couples move past the affliction of sex addiction and porn addiction towards intimacy and love. So I have a number of very powerful one-on-one programs. And as... That those one-on-one programs became more successful. The reality is, my rates went up, and 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 I now have a, a waiting list, which is which is wonderful. But I want to help people, and so I knew I had something very very special with this modality. It was working in a way that other men that that, that who had come from all different treatment centers, who had come from top therapists, who would come from um, twelve-step programs, weren't getting the results that they wanted. In fact locally, I'm one of the top referral sources for therapists and psychologists, and they refer their men to me who are their more difficult cases, and I profoundly change their lives in a very short period of time. But I knew I had to do more, and I wanted to put together an online program. So I have an online program as well, and it is also structured. Now, it also has a deadline, right? That's the thing. It's a 12-week program because anyone who is listening to this has accomplished something in their lives, whether it's been in business, whether it's been in the community, whether it's been in school, nothing gets done without a deadline. So it's a 12-week program, and there's support beyond those 12 weeks. I've got a maintenance plan, Uh, but it's an online 12-week program, 33 videos broken up in a very structured way, weekly into three phases, awareness, accountability, and action. It has a forum. I do weekly webinars, which are a lot of fun. Clearly, I like to talk, and I love sharing with um, with my guys, you know, powerful tools and techniques in those weekly webinars. So you also get access to me. I also have for the guys who want to go it alone. You can buy the CDs. You can buy the 175 page workbook. The workbook's also included with the course. It's also included with my one-on-one coaching. So there's a number of different ways to access this program at different price points. And um, what I'd like to do, Matt, is offer five subscriptions to my course to your audience for 75% off. And I'm going to give you the code that you can post on your website. I want to do that for you guys. I love, I'm so glad that we connected. And I would love to see some of your members get get, get involved. And I can send you that code and um, you can post. And that way we can get a few guys started at a profound discount. And um, and uh, I just like to do that because it's my company, damn it, and I can do whatever I want. I love it. Well, thanks for that. I, I mean, I just got an email this week from someone. I'm not going to read it just for confidentiality, but uh, it's a guy who is right in our target in terms of a married guy, got some kids, and uh, he's really struggling. And he... He was having a hard time. He hasn't been able to talk to his wife about it. He doesn't feel like it can. Um, he doesn't feel like he can go there yet with the wife. Um, I mean, if she's raising four kids with him, I, I can imagine the fear uh, that really digging into this would bring up. Um, I mean, they probably got their challenges with their kids and stuff. And then, 
Um, you know, he he doesn't have a good support system around him that he could kind of talk about this stuff with. And he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, well, you got a few options. You can go to a meeting, an SA meeting in your area. You can hire a therapist, you know. But third option would be get, in, get into one of these online programs. Find some online coaching. And, you know, I recommended you. I recommended couple other people that I know, but it's, it's like, those are your options. If you, if you want to take something to the next level, you got to, you got to plug in and start getting involved with others and start learning from people who have been there. And, 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 and I'm going to say this, not because, and and this is going to sound so self-serving, Matt, but you got to pay. Okay. And the reason is, is because money is energy. And when you, and I used to do, when I started, Matt, I did a lot of free work. I, I, and ten, just so your audience knows, right, I'm not some money-grubbing guy. This business this, this has been incredibly good to me. I've got the best job in the world. I help people. I've got an amazing life. I get to talk to wonderful people like you. When I started, I do a lot of free stuff. And the men who perform the poorest are always the men who weren't paying anything. Now, I see 10% of my clients one-on-one and in the course. In fact, the course ratio is even higher. It's up to 20% are able to access me one-on-one or the course for a dramatically discounted rate, right? But, but brothers, you got to put your money where your mouth is. I get guys who call me, my, my, my wife's about to leave me. And I could say, yeah, well, listen, that'll be $5 for me to help save your marriage. And like, oh, well, no. And, and, and there are, there's some amazing programs out there. There's some incredible people who are there to help. I've got two coaches who work for me who are to charge a you know much lower rate than I do for the one-on-one coaching, and this is reserved for the younger guys. Um, so there are options. Do something. Take action. Do this like your life depends upon it, because here's the reality. It does. The quality of your life depends on it. If you want to stay in a place where you are comfortable with mediocrity, with malaise, with underachievement, a life where your sexual energy is being directed towards pixels, then keep doing what you're doing. You want to do something else? Listen to more Matt. That's what's going to help you. Yeah, well, thanks a lot. And I, I, I think you're right, too. I mean, how many guys, I mean, we've been having people download this podcast every week. This is week 17. Um, how many guys have had relapses during these 17 weeks? Now, I've gotten a couple emails from people who clicked in early and they're riding the sobriety wagon and they're doing good. Uh, and this is helping. It's great. But how many guys have had a couple of resets in the last 17 weeks? I'm sure a good portion of the audience. And what's it going to take for you to realize what, what your, your way of doing things is costing you, you know? And here's the sad reality, Matt, what it often takes. And you and I both know it because we see it. It takes for them to get caught again. It takes for them to get kicked out. It takes for them to get fired because, listen, most porn is being watched between 9 to 5. We have the data. We know every single company in America. I'm exaggerating now. Most companies in America have an Internet usage policy that calls for automatic termination for watching porn on a work-related device. And so that's the unfortunate reality is that it sometimes takes that level of of a stumble to drive action and what matt and i are telling you guys is don't don't wait that long yeah don't wait that long because it will happen 
It will happen. It always happens. It always happens. I had a guy who I saw for two weeks, and 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 this man was struggling not only with pornography but with sex addiction with real women and prostitutes. And oh my God, this story is so 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 sad. And after two weeks, he goes, "Craig, I got it. I got the habit cycle. I'm feeling good. I think I'm good." And I and I and by, I still have the text, man. I still have the text in my phone where I said, "Brother." You are insane. You are out of your mind. There is absolutely no way with your family of origin issues and what you've experienced and and what you've done. And in two weeks that you're better. You're just setting yourself up for failure. His wife caught him. Man, he's getting a divorce. He's getting a divorce. His wife has filed for divorce because he returned to his old behaviors and he got caught. His father's not going to wake up every morning and see his beautiful children. That's that that's unacceptable to me. Yeah. He's back now and he's making profound changes. I don't want that to happen to anybody listening right now. So take action. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great note to end on. And it's a reality too. We see it I see it with my the people I work with, you see it with the people you work with. This is this is real. I mean, life and death uh type consequences. Marriages are you know, break a marriage breaking up has a profound effect on the children in the marriage. Um, a dad, profound, a dad, profound. a dad who's passive and is in a porn addiction is just not present. So all the good of the masculine, all the good of the father just is completely out the window. It's completely discounted. And, and our culture, uh, has gotten the message about alcohol. If you have an alcoholic father, you go to Al-Anon, you, you realize, wow, this really had an effect on me having an alcoholic parent, but the culture is just like giving a pass on porn and it has the same harmful effects in terms of the passivity, the, the distraction, the, just the, what the addiction causes in men, the lack of presence. It's, it's horrible. So Craig, we could keep talking for hours. You and I, this is our favorite subject. We love talking about, I do a podcast. You have clients every week you're talking to. So I got to cut it off here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But well, you, you have me back, brother. Anytime, I'll be back. I uh, I, I love it, and um, I'm so blessed to be uh, um, welcome on your show. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing what you do and helping men. And uh, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Well, Craig, you've given us great value the last two weeks, um, and you know we'll have all the show notes at pornfreeradio.com/slash17. We'll link to the Mindful Habit Program. Uh, We'll have uh, this special code for 75% off the, uh, the online program, which I, you know, I, as I said, I went through the modules and I'm really excited to share that with my audience. Um, also, you know, we're going to link to this Napoleon Hill download. Uh, we'll have, God, it's going to be, you got to go to the website cause there's like, uh, I'm thinking we're going to have this awareness exercise related to oogling and ogling. Um, I even will, uh, have this show transcripted. Uh, so if you want to just literally be able to print this show out and have it as a reference, uh, you'll be able to have that in the next couple days or so. So, um, everything will be at pornfreeradio.com slash 17. Thanks for all your time, Craig. And thanks to everyone who's been listening. Uh, thanks for getting the word out, uh, on Twitter, Google plus thanks for, uh, those great iTunes reviews. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Craig, I shared about a guy 
who put in his iTunes review that uh, he started uh, listening to the show and he realized that as he was listening that he had stayed sober and he had gotten to about, I think, 45 days and he put that in his iTunes review and he said, you know, the show wasn't everything, but it was really helping. Well, he updated his iTunes review a couple weeks ago and he's at 70 days now. Wow. I love it. So I love it. it. So all you guys out there um, who are starting to take steps, who, uh, you know, are sending emails, reaching out, uh, we love it. And uh, definitely connect with me on Twitter, on Google Plus, on on our Facebook page. Um, And uh, definitely get the links to Craig and and all his work. Um, And uh, yeah, Craig, I can't wait to have you back. And uh, it's been awesome. You're a great guy. And thanks for all your help. And thanks for all your work in this area. Honor and a privilege, my friend. You are very welcome. Have a great day. Great.